river kingdoms are a constantly shifting group of city-states, kingdoms and fiefdoms, rising and falling through the machinations of would-be conquerors, wars, assassinations, games of politics, and dangerous monsters. South of Brevoy sits the Stolen Lands. Stolen from what and when are a matter of some debate. Currently overrun by bandits and monsters. Brevoy seeks to aid in the establishment of new kingdoms, buffer states, run by anyone strong enough and clever enough to carve a kingdom out of the savage wilderness. Caelan Thorne, the mercenary who would be king, believes he is that man. Herein lies his tale of wilderness exploration, monsters, politics, romantic entanglements, ancient gods, and war. Heavy indeed is the head that wears the crown. Sugarfueled Gamers, in association with RPGMP3.com, present Kingmaker, a Paizo Adventure Path. A word to our listeners. This game is often interrupted. Whenever this happens, you'll hear our editor's tone to let you know when a segment of recording has been removed until we resume gaming. Episode 74. So yeah, when last we left you? Yes. Uh, you... Yeah, it's a bit like that, isn't it? I remember where we were standing, because we were standing, Bryn and I were standing on the edge of the big Tiger Lord yeah. army. Yeah, it wasn't the last episode. I'm pretty sure it wasn't the last episode I needed to. Ugh, listen to that line. So, um, Bryn and I had gone exploring, and, um, found the mysterious wall with writing on it and found the Tiger Lord army. Yeah. And before that, um, I had a kingdom turn and um, got insulted by um, um, Cassandra about... Uh, Svetlana started doing the weird creepy prophecies and I got insulted by Cassandra about... Uh, yeah, yeah, she didn't want to become your grand diplomat because she didn't actually want to be your concubine. Yeah, I explained that didn't come with the position and she signed on for next month because Svetlana's getting increasingly creepy and prophetic. And, um, the... Yeah. And, oh yeah, and she um, indicated that in the future she was going to cause me no end of political grief. And Caitlin just kind of sighed, because there's not really a lot he could do about that. I don't think she actually said that to you in so many words. No, she said she was thinking about a political marriage with Vaughn, even though she is in love with Lillian, a woman who holds a tremendous grudge and whom she hasn't told her father about, and he'll be super pissed. Unless he thinks he's marrying, she's marrying Van, at which point she'll be super happy right up until it doesn't happen, because, you know, he really needed more reasons to dislike Lily. You're assuming that it wouldn't happen. <laughs> Why I, couldn't she marry Van and just have a relationship behind his back? Well, I don't think either, I don't think Van, Turian, or Lillian would be okay with that. And frankly, it doesn't sound like that great an outcome for Cassandra, either. But, but Cassandra... Plus, you know, I'm totally prepared to, you know, wink at, particularly when they're all living in different bits of the city, in different cities, I'm totally prepared to wink at, you know, you can have this relationship and I won't tell your dad, but there are limits to my forbearance, and marrying my brother without telling him you're having an affair with another with a woman might be, um, pushing down with this mission as far. Anyway... Political fallout of the future aside, that was basically where we got up to. Bryn and I had just sighted the noble girls in the middle of the Tiger Lord camp. 
Yes. So, yeah, you got up, um, found the area where you assume these, um, these trial grounds are. Yeah. Which we, I, I had the cool legend lore from Tristram about the trial grounds. Yeah. Uh, and yes, then you have found that, that, I believe that's about where we, where we left it. You found Armag's army. Yes, that is where we left it. You, you saw there is a, Gyrodin cultist woman in there. Yeah. Who appears to just be kind of some sort of advisor or observer or something. She's not yeah. fulfilling any function in the camp. Uh, you have discovered that the Tiger Lord barbarians haven't actually taken advantage of the young noble woman they have at all. Because, because you're they're a, too girly and weak. Yeah, your impression was those are not women, those are cattle. Yeah. Hmm? Or possibly sissies. Yeah. In any case, the, the Tiger Lord barbarians aren't actually interested in taking advantage of them because they're such milk-soft, yeah. weak, pitiful women that who would want to hit that? Yeah. A perspective that Caelan is not entirely um, unappreciative of. Yeah, the Tiger Lords aren't bad guys. Yeah. Just misunderstood. Well, no, he's not specific on the Tiger Lords. He doesn't like barbarians generally. He can just... Put, he can just um, buy into the theory that a woman should be... A, a proper woman should be able to kick your head in. So, speaking of a proper woman who can kick your head in, yes. you and Bryn are lurking on the outskirts of the camp, I believe. Yes, so the plan is to wait till it's um, nice and dark, yep. um, like sort of three in the morning style. Relying on their pitiful human eyes to let them down. Yeah, that is that is the plan, yes. Their pitiful human eyes. And then um, we will... Um, Sneak into the camp, and as you said, we basically probably we might be able to just do this: sneak in, kill the guards on the kill the guards on the cage, yeah. break the woman out, and then book book for the edge of camp before um anyone um has a ch- opportunity to do too much about it. Yeah. So your um your follow on to that is um. Like, you can sneak in, get them out. Um, getting into the camp doesn't, you don't think, will be any real problem for you and Bryn. Um, getting out with them um, would require her to expend a fate point to cover them with the hush stunt. Yeah. Um, other than that, not terribly problematic. Getting them out of the middle of the cage where there's a bunch of guys explicitly watching them is the bit that's a problem. Yeah. And if you set off too much of an alarm there, then um, getting out might be a problem. Yeah. So we can get into, we can likely get into them. Yeah. But we have to, we have to find some way to take the guards out quietly or they, um. Either quietly, quickly, or both. Cool. Okay. Uh, And then because the problem is, you can probably take, you know, the, the half a dozen guards that are on the um, that are on the woman. The problem is, as you're killing them, the rest of the camp is getting up in arms. Yeah. And then you've got five five terrified, presumably not combat trained and largely useless women. Yeah. Who you then have to flee with. Yeah. Um, how many hero points does Bryn have? And you have no method of. Um, you have no method of faster movement with the woman in tow. Yes. Uh, Brent has them all. Three. Cool. Uh, so I'm fine with her to use hush to get the woman out, but we do need to take the um, take the guys out pretty fast. 
I don't have anything startlingly useful to take the the guys out quickly that I can see. Yeah. I don't know if Bryn has any special tricks up her sleeve, but we might want to go with just sneak attacking them from behind. By all means. No, she she is not a uh, a deep and sophisticated woman. Yeah, I think the um, if it starts to go south, what we'll do is is just uh, leave the woman behind, book out of the camp. I mean, if we haven't actually, you know, it will make it will make any future attempts probably very very difficult. But um, if we if we haven't, re- if uh, that was it, because the the other option you had was come and get them out the the army route. Ah, yes, no, well... Fight army to army. I, I want to try and, um... We may still fight the Tiger Lord Barbarians army to army, but I prefer to have the hostages out of there before I do it, and given I've got Bryn, my chances of stealthing my way in, it is, it is at least a possibility. Yep. Okay, it is worth noting uh, that you think, as a general rule, they are faster on foot... They, they would be faster on foot than you are. Right, because yes. Because they, they live in the wilds and have mad barbarian powers and fast movement and shit. Yeah. Uh, they're not f- faster than Bryn. They're yeah. not faster than your horse. They will be faster than the than the woman, presumably. Yeah. Um, ergo, you need as big a lead as you can get on them. Yeah. Yes. And you may want to think about where you're going with this. Yeah. All right, let's take and, As in where you're going to take these women after the fact. Yeah. Because the theory was taking them back to Drelev's place may not be such a bright idea because it's a um, covered up with gi- it's all covered up with giants and shit. Let's see, other side of the calendar sheet has the map that I'm looking for. Uh, well, the theory was taking them back to Drelev. Fort Drelev gives him a chance to do something else with them, and there's giants out and all this sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, on the other hand, taking them back to Stagthorn doesn't necessarily help you, because Drelev can just say, oh, no, no, absolutely, he doesn't have them, he's making it up. So what I could do is um, sneak into Fort Drelev and ask for advice about what to do with them, potentially. Yep. Yeah. Um, at which point, I think my first move would probably be to take them home. Yeah. Because, yes. you know, it's not like Drelev needs to necessarily know that I've rescued them. I mean, you know, are the Tiger Lords going to tell him? So as long as I come up with a better plan in the near future, I, I can I can take them for, hit for home. At which point I'd be heading across into the hills, Hex, and then heading across into the grasslands and the road for home. Yep. The thing is, there is a chance the Tiger Lords will come and follow me. Yes. At which point it would be handy if I at least had my army ready to receive them if need be. Yeah, now, their army is not going to remotely move at the speed that you do. Because the the rules of armies, basically, an army is too big to be hidden, period. A thousand guys cannot sneak up on you, regardless of how sneaky and, and ninja they are. They could theoretically sneak up on another army if they're sufficiently ninja, but you are just never going to miss them. And the other thing is, a thousand-man army is not going to run you down as an individual. You go a hell of a lot faster than them. Yeah. If not in terms of sheer land movement speed, in terms of the fact that they need to pack up their gear, pack up their tents, organize into marching formations, all this kind of thing. Yeah. It's not as easy as you. You just throw your backpack over your shoulder and off you go. Yeah. But what I'm thinking is, um, if the army tried to follow me, 
what they could potentially do is activate and decide to move right fucking now because they're pissed off that I nicked their girls. Very much so. Yeah, they're not going to run Kaylin and the girls down, but they could easily show up behind you and Elks Rest. Alright, so Kaylin's going to have a thought and a look over the ground and so on, and then um, I think um, probably not go in and do this this very night. I think this is something I can probably use a bit more preparation for. Yep. So I'm going to look at the ground and say, Bryn, alright, I reckon we could get, with your help, I reckon we could get them get in there, but... And we could probably take out the guards before the camp got alerted. And then you could probably get the girls back out. But I'm a little worried about that middle step where we kill them all really quiet, like... Quiet, not your forte. I I don't know if there's some magic tricks we could um, find that and make this sort of thing um, a bit easier, but I don't have anything like that. Like, we could put the, all the... If we had something, we could put all the guards to sleep or something like, like that. It would have to be something... Or, oh, that's a thought. Yeah. Anyway, there's some stuff we could look into. I think there might be some some kind of alchemy or magic stuff we could use to, to give us a bit of an edge, which I think might be worth going back for. But if I'm going back, I probably want to um, have a look at that dratted cliff wall. These, um, the girls don't seem to be being hurt in any way. Hey, I think we can maybe, um, leave this situation for a little bit and come back with better gear and the like. Nisk is much more, Nisk is much more of a threat. Soft. I lived harder than this in the forest. Wasn't even a prisoner then. I, it's, um, I'm not, um, I'm not wild about leaving him in it, but they're well enough where they are for a little bit longer, and I think we could use we could use a bit, <coughs> a bit more of a plan than just in and out, given it's an entire army. Mm-hmm. My other things, I might want to put our army on, be ready for if they do try to move. All right. Good, good fight, good work finding them, love. It's good to know where they are. But I think we will head on back to Alex Rest. We know where the enemy is. That's a good thing. Not as if they're about to disappear in any hurry. Looks fairly encamped here. Her estimate based on her survival check is the army probably moves moves around here in the sense that they rotate troops on and off and send out scout parties and blah blah blah. But for the largest part, they seem to be parked here. This place looks like it's been set up for more than a week, which means they're probably here for the the city long haul. I the army is not a wandering encounter. You don't need to go and find it again. Sweet. It's probably still going to be here, unless circumstances move it. Yes. Which means if I um, do go into the ordeal grounds <sighs> and screw up their entire reason for being here, they may do something else. Yep. But, you know, if, 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 if that works, it'll be worth the risk. Ooh, NPCs that react to PC action. Mm-hmm. How sophisticated. Alrighty, so, um, yeah, so that's the plan. Bryn and I, I, what I want to do is head back to Elk's Rest with Bryn. Yep. Make some plans and buy some, make some plans and buy some gear for potentially going into the ordeal area. Yep. And then take Tristram out with me and go have a look at the magic cliff of doom and destruction. Makes sense. Which is already what I was planning to do. I was just thinking about having a crack at getting the girls out first. Which I may well just be able to pull off, but it seems it seems like one of those things. There has to be a gadget somewhere that can make it easier. 
Or even if there isn't, I'd feel better if I actually looked. I have to admit, I'm thinking in terms of I've got a potion of invisibility. I'm thinking about five more potions of invisibility. Yeah, that's what I'm just eyeing up here in terms of. I can give this to you in character or just broadly info dump you. Info dump uh, is fine. You go back, you talk to people about what your options are. Yeah. Corwin, unsurprisingly, has nothing useful for you other than kill them all. Um, Michaela could could disguise the girls up and get them out as as barbarians and get them yeah. out that way, but would need more time to accomplish that. Yeah. So you'd need to get them out without slaughtering a bunch of guards. Yeah. Uh, Tristan, on the other hand, could cast invisibility on each and every single one of them. Wow, really? Yes. Right. He'd burn, he'd burn pretty much all his spell slots doing yeah. that. But, because he can burn all his higher level spell slots as well. Right, yeah. Uh, and the other one he's got is the Phantom Steeds. Ah, yes. Uh, so... Right, he needs to conjure these specifically for certain people. So it'd be like one for you, one for him, one for, um, you know, one for the girl, one for one of the girls, one for one of the other girls, and that kind of thing. He doesn't need one for each person because you can pull other people on, but yeah. he can't make a random horse and then have anyone ride it. He yeah. has to make it, this is Tamari Domesti's magic horse. Yeah. Uh, what I don't think he can do. But it's a ten minute casting time on that. Isn't yeah, yeah, it? you'd you'd take them all in you'd take all the horses have to take all the horses in. How would he know in advance who he was casting the horses for? Well, you could you, you know who the girls are. Ah, right, okay, sweet. Okay. They all have names, they're yep. all identifiable. Yeah. I do in fact have a list of all the names of all of them if you care. Yeah. How many so how many One of them has gone awfully named Sophilia. Yeah. It's fairly terrifying. Uh, but I don't think he's quite mad magic awesome enough to make all these horses then cast invisibility on them all. You realise Corwin has a brilliant escape strategy. Word of a call. Word of a call. Oh, he can't do it for that many people. I wouldn't think so. Although, it's it's a good thought. Because that doesn't solve getting into the camp or getting the girls out of the camp, but it totally solves the pursuit problem because we just, you know, go back to Lakeview. (laughs) One, two, three. No. No. He, he nearly has. He can get about half of them out. Yeah. If he leaves you behind. Yeah. It's it's an excellent thought, but unfortunately, it doesn't yeah, work. It, it doesn't work in this particular circumstance. But it's still a cool tactic. I will be bearing in mind. Um. Yeah. So Tristan will suggest he can invisible people. He can make them phantom steeds. Uh, and if you're willing to buy some crap, he could do things like invisibility spears. So makes everything within ten feet invisible. Sweet. So you lead you and your invisible horses through the camp. Sweet, that's cool. Because I was wondering how we get this into the camp. And then at that point, you're pretty much relying on go faster stripes to get out. They're yeah, going to yeah. notice five five girls running out of there on magic flying horses. Yeah, but... yeah. But the thing is, the horses move 120 feet around. Yeah. And you know, I would back Kalen's spear to be able, Kalen's Kalen long lance back to uh, to be able to discourage the, those barbarians who think they want to stop us in our magic speeding horses. 120 feet around. Oh, that's just their normal movement. Uh, 20 feet per caster level. To a maximum of 240. So next level they hit the maximum. It's 220 feet. The thing is, that's got to be a good half of the camp right there. I mean, are the guys in the 220 feet woods that way going to be looking at the girls, or is it the guys round the cage who are going to be looking at where the girls went? And because they and, get... and, the, and that, you know, with that kind of movement speed, it really is, you know, we have to worry, 
obviously the army can't chase us anyway, but we have to worry about the, you know, 60-man barbarian force that can. And because the, we, the, can run, we can run the 60-man barbarian can forces ride, off their legs. Because the horses can ride through the swamp and over the water. Yeah. Like, if they do seriously pursue you, that's no problem. That is so awesome. Like, it's, that's going to be pretty much Tristan burning out his entire supply of all his spells from yeah, yeah. everywhere, and probably buying a few scrolls or potions or whatever as well. But, but it's so awesome. So awesome. So that is an option available to you. That is brilliant. Just... The Given that I've got the opportunity to go back to Elkrest and ask people things... Yep. Um, the question is... Um, <coughs> What do people think I should do with the girls? And I am bringing in Cassandra for this conversation because I, um, I for starters, it will let me her know that I have located her sister, and yeah. secondly, it will give me advice on um, what what exactly she thinks is a good plan, what exactly people think is a good plan from a political standpoint. Because I don't want to be accused of abducting them, but Fort Drayleth isn't exactly super safe right now. So my three possible suggestions are: we give, we take care of them in Elk's rest for the time being. We return them to Fort Drelev openly and just say, "Look, I'm more awesome than you, and I rescued them. Suck it." Yeah. And we return them to, uh, obviously, not in the sense that Caleb personally marches in. Yeah. But um, and thirdly, that we return them to Fort Drelev in some manner secretly, which is we smuggle them into the brothel, <laughs> winning me lots of fans and the. Um, and um, but you know, a young woman going in there not yep, going to be yep. a big thing. And then we get Tyrion, we hand them over to Tyrion and say, "Return to nobles secretly and yep. tell them Kaelin's your friend and Drelev ain't." Yep. Do you want this as um, in character, out of character? Um, I'm fine with in character, <laughs> unless out of character is easier. Cassandra says, "Oh no, no, we should absolutely take them in back to back to Fort Drelev. Their families are there waiting for them." Um, you know, and and once they once they're back there, they should be perfectly safe. And Michaela sort of <coughs> accepts that they were already taken out from under their families. What if our bugs army marches back to get to retrieve them again? Ah, oh, there's a point. Hannes would almost be forced to turn them back over again. He is in no better position to resist our bugs army than he was before. In fact, a worse one. That we have decapitated one of his armies. No. Getting them back into Fort Drelev quietly shouldn't be a problem with the right, with the right supplies. A Caterpissy merchant, a loyal guard, bringing in some, uh... New recruits? Oh, not slaves, that would be illegal, but... Woman of, uh, woman of an unknown origin for work in the city. I'm sure it won't be the only shipment of such. Uh... Bring them into bring them into the Velvet Corner. Give them to Tyrion and, Lir- and Lillian. Tyrion could perhaps return them quietly, to their, very quietly, to their families to not be seen, or at least have families know that they're let, let families know that they're alive. Bring them to see them quietly at the Velvet Corner. The more we use the corner, the more we risk exposure for this. But this could put a lot of the high nobility in Tyrion's, and therefore our pocket. Aye. And um, at that point, I'm, I'm thinking I could um, pay. We could the k- kingdom could um, pay Lily and something for our, for their upkeep. As there's a limit to how many um, free borders we ought to be lumbering the poor woman with. She has got a business to run. I'm sure Lillian will be 
rigorously accounting for the favours that you'll be collecting later. Oh, that works too. <laughs> So yeah, that's your political person's uh, yeah. opinion. And Cassandra basically is, is just insufficiently worldly to have thought through yeah, the ramifications all the ramifications like that. Nay, that's a that's a very good point about them having been taken straight out of their family's arms before. And um, whatever the solution to Fort Draylip, I don't think having the Tiger Lords march on it is um, yeah. what anyone I mean, the, wants. The Tiger Lords did not physically rip them screaming from their parents' arms. But there was absolutely nothing that anyone could do to prevent it. We're, yeah. we're inside your walls with our army. We've yeah. taken your city at this point. We can kill you all and then take the girls. We can just take them as hostages. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, no that's a good point. And, and I like it as a plan. So our goal will be to get the girls safely back to Elk's Rest. And Michaela and I can worry about smuggling them into Fort Dre Live later. Yeah. And yeah, Michaela would be able to run through her thoughts on the ramifications of keeping them here. You know, you'll then be seen as either framed up as the kidnapper, or Drelev will just bury it all and claim you're making up lies and dressing up innocent peasant woman and things. I uh, but we ought to Gregory be able- more than Drelev. But we ought to be able to um, keep the fact that we've got them quiet here for a month or so. Yeah, easily. I mean, we don't want to ha- keep them hanging around here forever, but the um, we can um, make certain of had a chance to recover themselves and the like before we um, asked them to do a bunch more um, a, a bunch of sneaking around. Alright. So, my my plan is um, Tristram and I will go in and then leave with the girls and on the way in I'll get you to take a look at that um, wall, Tristram, and see what you can make of it. I don't want to, um, given that we're going to be doing this, I don't want to do the, um, actually go in and poke the ordeal grounds this very, this very month, but we'll be wanting to do that in the near future. And I'm thinking, I'm not certain, I'm not certain who I want to go and do that with, but I'd like your take on what, what you can see there with the legend lore and the like. And, and what, what, what the bloody thing says would be helpful as well. Yes. Thanks to thanks to Larissa's gifts. <coughs> Sorry, voices fading in and out yeah. with the cold. Yes, thanks to Larissa's gifts, I can speak with the stone itself, see what ancient secrets it has to reveal. I and um, given it's um, that um, prophecy that you spoke about, a um, it being um, a man of um, someone of strength of arms or someone of. Um, someone of wit, I'm thinking if we take one of each, that might not be such a silly idea. My main concern is I'm not certain, you know, that it's the cutting Niskis head-off part that I, I wouldn't necessarily object to having Corden or Kip Michaela along for. The, the trial, I'm sure you could manage. Um, but we can worry about that later. The um, We want to do all the preparation we can if we're going to go in and confront her on her own ground. Well, you know, may not really be her ground, but it's certainly a cow's. Alright, it'll be Gorham's holy ground in there, I'd say. Aye. A bloody unholy place. (laughs) Uh, Oh, well, so, let's let's you and me do some thinking about how many um, spells we want to buy for this little trick. By all means. 
So assuming two, so you got five girls to get out. Yep. Two people to a horse, basically. Yep. So you need one, two. So you get seven people to get out. Count yep. two of you as well. So you need four horses. Yep. Um, which he can do. Sweet. He's got four um, phantom steeds a day. So sweet. No that is getting pretty impressive then. Alright. Um, what he definitely can't do is cast invisibility on all the steeds and all of the, um, yeah, all so the girls. What we want is an assessment on, um, I'm happy to purchase scrolls or potions of invisibility or invisibility spear. The question is just what would be the most effective in that regard. So, functions like invisibility, so one minute for the We'll also um, actually look up another magic option while you're looking up that. And an invisibility sphere is is quite certainly the more cost effective method. Yeah. Because you only need like two or three of them instead of seven. Yeah, that sounds good. Particularly if you're unless you want to go hog nuts and have mass invisibility. <laughs> it does sound good, but that's got to be one expensive scroll. Seventh level. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. No, I think that that might be a bit much money. So what I'm thinking about is the, um, there's some kind of um, elixir thing that makes you quieter, and I'm thinking we could potentially buy a dose of that for us and the horses and significantly increase our chances of sneaking invisibly into camp. It's called the elixir of sneaking, I yeah. believe is what you're looking for. But I don't know how expensive it is. That is what I'm looking for. 250 gold, I believe. Uh, it is. You know, that times seven is not that expensive. I, I just know these things. <laughs> yeah, that is quite impressive. Alright, so elixir of sneaking. Um, plus ten competency bonus. On what? Move silently? Yep. For an hour. Yep. Uh, we could have the sneakiest party of um, magic horses ever. Yeah. Yeah, you will need them for the horses because um, their hooves their, their hooves produce no sound, but they still do. They yeah. make wickerings and clinkings and rah, 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 rah. Yeah. So that would be six of those. Yep. Um... Plus, um, however many phantom invisibility spears we'd need, which three seems reasonable. One uh, for us and one two, and two for the horses. So, it depends if you want them to get out again as well. Right. Um, really, worried, really, really worrying about getting in. My worry was mostly getting in. I kind of figured that... Um, at that point, we rely on the speed of the horses because we're going to have we're still going to have to take the guards. So, the theory is is with magic we can amp ourselves to be as, almost as good as Bryn is sneaking in, and then we pretty much just yep. rely on uh, beating up the guards. So two invisibility spears is quite sufficient for that. Sweet. Okay, how much is invisibility spear? Uh, sorry, I thought you hit the DMG over. I do indeed. I just don't know where I'm looking. It's a third level scroll. Thank you. Uh, so Which th- I want to say is 375 gold. Um, arcane. Um, it's an arcane spell, right? Yeah. Yeah, but they're not all the same. Yes, it is 375. Man, you're good. Yeah, they're already not the same if they've got expensive so you, components. So you, you said two. Two. Was, yep. Cool. So Tristan casts four phantom steeds and basically yep. tells you, okay, you lead two of them by the bridles. 
you know, I lead two of them by the bridles. We walk right up there. Yeah. Um, okay, and then the other thing was... Well, actually, Tristan is also the guy that can open locks. So. Yeah. Um, I wanted to have a little look at... Um, I, I'm wondering about something to... I'm wondering about a magic solution as well for distracting the guards to make it a bit easier to take them. Yeah. Um, among other things, I do have beads of fireball. I could make my... No. No. No, don't chuck fireballs at the guards who are standing next to the cage yeah, that... full of innocent civilians yeah. who will die when you fireball them. Yeah. But the other thought was something more like tanglefoot bags. Yeah. Like, um, you know, get some, um, or something, some alchemical solution of that nature. I suspect that one you're probably overthinking unless you want to go more complicated. Because what's your percentage in tangling them up as opposed to just walking them in the head? Yeah, that's true. And okay. dropping your invisibility. Like, it'll drop your invisibility. Yeah, no. But the thing is, either you're going to do it very sneakily and get them out of the cage without alerting the guards whatsoever. Yeah. Or you're going to messily kill all the guards and yeah. then get them out of the cage. Yeah. And the, um, I think killing the guards is intrinsic in this plan because the thing is, like, if we, we're going to try and do it fast and quietly, but if we do it noisily and the camp starts coming alive, you know, I'm going to walk through the ga- gate with my um, adamantine yeah. steeds, get the girls on the magic horses and book it 220 feet around. Yeah. So that seems... Okay, that seems like a plan. Ooh. There's a thing that could work. No, useless. Again, um, looking at Fascinate. Tristan plays a fascinating thing. The guards stare at him while you open the cage with the adamantine bars. It sounds brilliant. Yeah. Works great if there's less of them. Ah, too many guards for it? Yeah, he only gets, he can only target one every three levels. Right. He doesn't, um, get like... And a... presumably I can't, like, he fascinates some of them and I no, kill the others. No, as soon as you others. start chopping them up, the fascinates yeah. effect ends. Yeah, because I could say I'm not targeting those ones, I've but... I've never seen Fascinate used before. No. And apparently I still don't. Yep. It would, which would, it's a shame, because that would be brilliant, and it would complete the trifecta of Bardic Munchkin solutions to our problems. A- actually, yeah, if you go with, if you go with slaughtering them like animals as your backup plan... Yeah. Uh, what he can do is fascinate a bunch of them start making, start casting suggestions on them to, you know, wander off and go on patrol or something in that neighbourhood. Yeah. And then can theoretically get enough, get all of them in that when he fascinates enough of them. Because one guy wanders off, you stop fascinating him, you start yeah. on the next guy. But it's running on, you know, when somebody makes their will save and goes away. Yeah, then we have to go to plan kill them. But that could provide us with some speed. Yeah. Because the thing is, you know... Once we've got the girls on the horses, we don't have to keep killing them. We can just book. Yep. And if we can get the girls out of the cage, that's brilliant. Yeah. I want to go with that. Plus he'll, plus he'll actually have a bunch of spells because we're going to use scrolls for the invisibility spears because yep. he doesn't have that spell. So that doesn't actually... The phantom speeds are going to be all, he, all he's used up. And we'll do the um, the legend lore bit on a different day so we're not using up his big spells on investigating all the... Um, investigating the cliff. Alrighty, so um, I am purchasing two invisibility spheres and um, six um, s- and six elixirs of sneakiness. Yep. Um, which um, 
is, you know, a terribly daunting sum of 2,250, which will really daunt the party's 330,000 gold pieces. Yep, yep. Ah, uh, high level. Poor Tiger Lord Buffer. Famous for the high will saves, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm proud of the plan that we're going to outrun them. You know, because outrunning barbarians is normally quite hard, yeah. but this is clearly the mission the magic horses were built for. Okay. Alright. So, is that all good? You're then heading back out to yes. the trial grounds? Heading back out to the trial grounds. Or whatever I call them, I put it on your map. Um, I have them down as... I have trial ground. Trial grounds? Good, good. Um, so, um, how many days turnaround am I looking at going, um, oh, I guess it's less going out because I'm riding Phantom Steeds, isn't it? Well, also, you're literally, you're exploring these hexes, you're just moving in a straight yeah. line through them, at which point it's a matter of hours to pass through each one. Sweet. Cool then. Alright, so that can be... And, like, riding on the Phantom Steeds, forget about it, you'll yeah. be there within a couple of hours without blinking. Yeah. Particularly because it's mostly, you know, we've got a nice dry, mostly road route to get there. It just doesn't matter. Yeah. The steeds are not slowed by poor quality terrain, (laughs) and they can walk on water. Yeah. So nothing will slow them down that isn't a cliff. Yeah. Alright, and speaking of cliffs, we take Tristram out to the interesting cliff face. Yeah, and when you arrive at the cliff, Tristram says, ah, well, that's, oh, you didn't really mention that it was so high. Uh, Mudsling is not, not gonna get up there. No, Brrr, you, says the horse. No, you, you are gonna have to actually climb. Right. Or I can, I, I can, I could, um, get up to the top and lower a rope, I suppose. Uh, well, it's just, it's awfully high. And, I mean, I can, I, I'm sure I can climb that a bit, but, it's it's rather a long way to fall. Alright. Um so um can I get up to the top and lower some ropes down to get him up to the area that yep, needs to we've be? already established that you can climb yeah. this. So under no pressure you climb it again. Yeah. You climb past the markings, the runic markings on the cliff face. Yeah. You climb to the top. Uh you can reasonably easily find a large tree or something in that neighborhood to secure a rope to you, throw it down, at which point Tristan can now make the difficulty five climb check to get up there. Yep. Keep in mind, man with no ranks and climb whatsoever. No and plus, strength. Boost. No, plus one strength. Uh, yep. He actually has strength. Yeah. It's con, what he doesn't have. Yep. What do people use that for anyway? I, I deliberately gave him strength so that he wasn't a complete, you know, panty waste. Yeah. Because he's, he merely just has no interest in physical activities whatsoever, yep. so. <laughs> Alright. And he climbs up, and he looks at these runic markings on the wall, and he says, oh, oh, fascinating, it's, it's like, old, old, oh, variant of giant time, it looks like, this must be reasonably old Tiger Lord, the, the old Tiger Lord tongue. Oh, well that would mean, hmm, and hmm. Uh, he speaks giant, so he gets a nice bonus on his check to decipher this. And does so with 
Pedicies. Yep. Uh, answer, witches. Uh, yeah, yeah, well I don't bring Tristram out to not understand the language, then I bring Tristram out to understand all languages. You are watched here by the god of war. Cry challenge and unleash fury. Hmm. That's what it says. Uh, the god of war would be Gorham. In context, Naturally. one assumes. Uh, let me check my knowledge religion skill. Which is not actually all that impressive. However, uh, that 19 on the dice will pretty much solve your problems. So Tristan hangs off the rope by the side of the wall and thinks about it. Oh. Well, that should be comparatively simple then. Uh, and Gorham, as, as well you, as doubtlessly you know, mm-hmm. uh, is, is known as the Iron Lord. Oh, I, uh, I know that much. The deity of war, uh, favours iron, favours iron weapons by nature, were to challenge this wall, uh, cry out, cry out a challenge. And unleash our fury. I would guess that what you need to do is strike this wall with something iron, my wager. A weapon, by preference, I suppose. It's crude. Couldn't they use a nice riddle or something? <laughs> then I guess it's a matter of demonstrating your warrior spirit to the door. Uh, this is going to be one of those things where you just shout at it, isn't it? Uh, his take to open this door, strike it with an iron weapon. And intimidate it. Awesome. Wait, you, you say intimidate. I mean, roll an intimidate yeah. check. But I just want to point out here that if it comes to shouting really loud, I do have a sonic ability. That's very true, yes. <laughs> I might try both, just yes. because I, had, I haven't roared at anything yet and I really want to. Yes, cry challenge and unleash fury Sweet. is what the wall wants you to do. Uh, and Tristan sort of looks at his whereupon it will... Uh, presumably either open here or, or in another adjacent location or perhaps send us somewhere. I can't tell. Uh, no, this... Oh. There is teleportation magic on the door. On the on the wall itself. As he cast a tech magic on it. Well, it'll send us somewhere. <laughs> Aye, well, let's say... Um... That's a um, troubling thought in and of itself, isn't it? So his guess is that the wall, the cliff wall, does not literally open, and you go into a complex inside. It's that you go into a complex, which may well be inside the wall, but yep. maybe on another plane of reality entirely. Indeed. So if we um, once we do this thing, which I ain't proposing we do now, we'll have two problems. One of which being the trial. The other one being. Niska and however many Iron occultist Tiger Lord barbarians she might have with her and based on what Bryn and I saw of the army, everyone she got will be there barring that one girl she's left behind to keep an eye on things and that's without count, and we don't know how many she's got and we don't know how many Tiger Lords may have gone in with her, although my guess would be not many. Oh, and there's um, fucking Blimmin and Marg the Twiceborn who presumably isn't a Marg the Twiceborn yet but he's whatever he may be calling himself but uh, he'll be in, he might well be in there too. 
I think that we need more information here. I, um, I was hoping you could do that talking to the stones thing and maybe find out more about the, the trial grounds themselves. We had to be hanging on a rope for this, didn't we? <laughs> he says he sort of leans awkwardly against the wall and puts his hand on it. Uh, in fact, what he gets to cast is Stone Tell here, which will take him ten minutes, which is completely yeah. irrelevant to you. Um, but specifically points out that the stone reveals what it is covering or what is concealed behind or underneath it. So, I, huh? so it will ex- very explicitly tell you what's on the other side of the magic stone wall. Excellent. Um, <coughs> he leans on it and he says, this may take a while. They don't speak at speeds that you're used to. I uh, know uh, worse. And he puts a hand on the stone and begins speaking to it in silver. Uh, which you actually understand. Yes. And he puts a hand on and he says, You are old, Stone, but you are not ancient. Titania was here before you, and is here long after. Let me tell you a tale of her. The stones themselves will weep, and then you will tell me what old stories you hide. And he begins to speak to the stones, casting stone tell on it. That is so awesome. She comes first and follows after. <laughs> uh, and, okay, this should be a fascinating interdiction of things. So he puts a hand in and he says, Ah, the outside, I'm, I'm asking the outside to confirm what I thought. What we, what we thought is going on here, and yes. He says that the, the stone tells me that, a, that several women and a large burly man climbed this several months ago now. Uh, they struck it with an iron weapon and roared at it. The woman kept getting... Several of the women kept getting repulsed. Ah. Uh, uh, apparently it hurts if you don't challenge it right. Um, they passed within to the trial grounds. None of them have come back out. Uh, so in terms of what's in there, uh, he has no idea what's in there at present, but yeah. he can tell you precisely what passed through from the outside, uh, which is uh, this guy who might be Neri in the Terrible, might be Armand the Twiceborn, definitely went in. Yeah. Um, uh, when he went in uh, the stone does not describe him as having any sort of overly impressive super magical weapon of legend yeah Um, and Uh, it describes. Oh, I'd better get this right. So you one there. Right. So you got um, six six people, six sisters of Gyrona left Drelev's place. One of them being Gudiniska. So her and five Haramites, essentially. Um, one of them is still with Armagh's army. All the rest of them went in here, except the one that died trying to get in. Mm-hmm. No, sorry, um, my brain, um, my brain Wasn't rebooted. Clear? Uh, no, you were perfectly clear, sweetie, my brain rebooted on the way in. Niskid, there were... Okay, so six people 
so you, you've had multiple descriptions of yep. these women that have left House yeah, 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 with all the Tiger Lords. Five five of his harem, plus Goody Niska. Yeah. Six cultists of Gairona. Six cultists of Gairona went in, but one of them died on the way? No. Five cultists of Gairona went in. Right. One of them died. Right. So it's him and four cultists. And the other one is presumably the one you've seen exactly. with the army. Yeah. So you have now accounted for them all? Sweet. They're all in there except for her and the dead one. Yeah, and he says when she challenged the wall... The stone says it threw her off, and she fell and died. Right, yep. That's, I what, that's what the stone understands has occurred. Right, gotcha. Which Tristan extrapolates to being, it pushed her magically somehow, I'm guessing. Yeah. Or a boulder fell on her head or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, we are dangling from the edge of a stone wall. If the stone wall threw us off... Uh, Amarg went through without blinking. Yeah. Um, everyone else got hurt doing it, and one of them died. Right. Because Niska and Co. are presumably not massive intimidate monkeys. Right, and each person needs to make their each own... Each person going in ah. needs to cry challenge. Okay, that is worth the knowing. The tomb does not welcome the unworthy. Right, so we need... There is nothing stopping you from making repeated attempts at it. Yeah, but that potentially hurts if you're unworthy. Correct. And one of the women was extremely unworthy and she died. Yeah, or was just, you know, weaker than the rest yeah. and took more damage or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But that is, um, that is a relevant point. How is Tristram's Intimidate? Uh, you would be pleasantly surprised. Nine. Sweet. You know, that may be, he may be my best option. Michaela presumably has at least some. Uh, Michaela has nice high Intimidate. Yeah. Um, so Corwin obviously has crap. Yeah. Um, the, the only reason to take Corwin in here really is the fact that he could potentially take us back home if it all goes south. But Michaela has 15. Yeah. Tristan has 9. Yeah. Yeah, so it will, it will be Michaela or Tristram. I've yes, got you have not that seen far. Tristan intimidate many people, but he does have points in it. Sweet. Um... And then he reaches beyond, and, and then he says, right, I'll ask it what's on the other side. Ah. So the teleportation effect is pretty short and simple there, and it merely moves us through the wall. I guess we could theoretically cheat this if we had another method of passing through the wall, too, or a teleportation of our own. Aye, well, it might be worth bearing in mind. Um, it might be a way for, for us to get back out if it all goes south. Um, if you could, um, if we had some kind of short range thing like Dimension Door or something of that nature, you could, uh, some kind of, you could get us back out. It, it says that there's writing on the inside of, there's writing on the inside of this archway, of the, of the stone wall as well, on the other side we end up at. It says, it says cowards may run. But the trial is not yet complete. Okay, so that sounds like the trial wouldn't appreciate us trying to book. I guess it doesn't like people leaving midway through. Makes a certain sense with Gorham's ethos, I suppose. Aye, aye, but it's something we'll need to bear in mind. We'll have to go prepared to do the whole thing if we're going to do it. Then past that, there's stone everywhere in there. It's heavy with iron ore. It, 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 it... Ah! 
blood spurts from his eyes, his mouth, and the tips of his fingers where he's touching the stone. Oh, crap. Uh, and he takes 12 points of damage. Yeah. And swings back where the wall going, ah, God. Kaelin is going to, <laughs> Kaelin is going to reach out and grab him. And then looks, you know, largely alarmed by this. He's, oh. Kid, kid, you okay? Uh. Ow? Yes. I, I'm alright. It's, it's no worse than a hard sword strike. I just wasn't really expecting that per se. It, it looks like the stone in there is protected. I, I guess by Gorham's power itself. I, I felt a resistance pushing against me. I couldn't overcome it. Yeah, okay, let's, let's not try that again then. Uh, so he spellcrafts this, and he can tell you. He, I think, of course, it's a challenge of some kind that I felt the stone go into further tunnels, rooms, complexes, that sort of thing. But I don't think they can be so easily bypassed. I don't think they'd take over kindly to be hacked, hacked through with an adamantine greatsword either. Ah, uh, you're supposed to do it properly? Yeah, based on his check, uh, he believes that the from the spellcraft he gets that the walls, floor, and ceiling in there are made of stone, and that they have been enchanted to resist any effort to cheat them, essentially. Right, yeah. Uh, to, and they do this. Yeah. The stone hurts you back again if you fail... He, he got a cast a little check against this effect and failed spectacularly. Yeah. And thus bled out from his eyes, ears, and fingertips. Yikes. Um, it's, it literally appears there's an anti-cheating mechanism in there to make you do it the hard way. Yeah. To prevent, because presumably Gorham doesn't want smart-ass mages just overcoming his trial grounds. Yeah, that's, that would be cheating. Alright, okay. Uh, so Stone Tell will tell him nothing further in here. Yeah. However, he thinks that Legend Law will work because he's not casting that on the stone itself. Whereas this is explicitly the walls resist any attempt to manipulate them by magic, which Stone Tell very clearly is. Yeah. I um yeah, let's let's not try that again. And Alright, um do you have to be up here for the Legend Law bit or could you do that on the ground? Uh, I would think I'd need to be up here. This is where the complex is. The rest of it could just be cliff face. I don't know how far or how deep it extends. Alright. It's alright. I can fashion myself a good knot here. Uh, just give me a moment to... Look, I have, tw- I have plus 22 escape artist. I'm going to make myself a, a dinky rope swing. Sweet. Yeah, Caelan will actually... Um look at um, setting himself up some kind of cliff perch he can balance on, because Kaelin's not actually going to... Actually, it comes to that, Kaelin will probably go up to the top of the cliff, where he can yep. sit in comfort, and, you know, on the <coughs> basis that if it's going south, he can haul Tristram straight up, as long as Tristram keeps hanging onto the rope. Yeah, and Tristram basically makes himself a big sort of rope swing hammocky thing down yeah. there, so he's perfectly safe and perfectly comfortable. Yeah. And yeah, his takeaway is that Legend Lore is not going to fire off because he's drawing divinations out of the air, whereas Stone tells explicitly you ask the stone what's happening in there. Yeah, and the stone, stone says Gorham doesn't like cheetahs, bitch. Yeah, that's pretty much exactly <laughs> what the stone says. Uh, in fact, with that... Oh, actually, you get something else off that as well. Uh, when the backlash of energy goes through him and he starts bleeding... 
You hear this low rumbling voice in your head that says only a single thing in Teldane of cowards. Yep. <laughs> he doesn't think it's been triggered by anything specific yeah. that you're doing. That's it's just the generic fuck yeah. you, fuck you cheaters. Yeah. Okay, so you want him to legend lore the trial grounds. I do. So, what do you aim? You want the trial grounds themselves? The trial grounds themselves. Okay. So, that will take him 1d4 times 10 minutes, so that's not unduly bad. Yep. Uh, And then he contemplates the trial grounds. So, Tristan puts hangs on the side of the wall and puts his arms out on the stone and listens and seems to fade away into himself for several tens of minutes. Then comes back to himself and climbs back up. I, I think I understand. And yes, that did bypass the resistances. Alright, this is what I heard. Ancient guardian, warrior of old, watching still for challenges bold. Woe to those who cheat the trial, their bones are added to the pile. All in vain the prize awaits, illusion and fog confuses your fates. Show ancient Zorak a warrior's heart, or turn coward, and the trial begins anew from the start. Ah, I think I've um, I think I've seen some some of that. I um, think I've seen the fe- the fellow who's Zorak. It's a Tiger Lord name. It sounds like it's. Uh, a guardian who's still there, presumably possessed of Gorham's power to watch over the tomb in some fashion. I. An active adjudicant to ensure that nobody cheats the trials. I. It um, seems like an interesting setup, all told. It's a um, shame, I suppose, that we want all even vain to destroy it. I. Kind of approve of the whole setup, really. Seems like a man's man's task, man's accomplishment. It's a pity it's not a um, better weapon. And um, Kalen will tap gatekeeper. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, you said something of when you did this um, legend law bit for Orvin Bane. You said you could tell me something of how I might we might be able to destroy it if we can get it. Uh, yes, yes. If I look into, if I look at that specifically with with a legend or spell, uh, I don't necessarily need the actually need the sword itself for it. Although it will take substantively longer without it in, in the yoke of weeks rather than minutes. Uh, but it's exactly the kind of thing these divinations are designed for. I just the knowledge is all out there in the first world somewhere. It's just a matter of singing it to me. I. Well, we might not. We might not need it, and we might not need it before we get the sword. I I can guess that whatever it is, it's probably not likely to be something simple that's sitting right next to the blade. Aye, aye, it's going to be a difficult thing. Most of these things tend to be uh, very complex and involve volcanoes and ancient dragons and that sort of thing. Aye, right enough. Oh well, I think that's all about all we can um, about all we can determine from the outside, and I'm not minded to go in there today. If they've been in a couple of months, seems unlikely they're um, going to be done in a couple of days. 
Svetlana's, based on the rest of Svetlana's chanting, we've still got a little bit of time. Uh, bloody hell, is that a thing that I'd um, rather not be using as my clock? From the sounds of things, it doesn't sound like we'll have the opportunity to exit midway through, or at least if we do, the trial will reset itself in some fashion. Aye, which is fair enough, uh, but we'll need to make certain we've bought enough supplies for a long trek. It would explain why Goody Niska hasn't come back out to check on how everything's going. It's presumably not a simple matter to just pop in and out. Aye, assuming that they're doing their ritual because they've made it as far as Orphanbane, which would seem to fit with what's going on, presumably it's not a quick thing, and if she leaves, it's all to do again. Yes, I mean, acquiring, uh, merely acquiring a physical blade itself and leaving the tomb should be one thing. I mean, how hard can it be if it's a warrior's challenge? But... Caleb winces. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's of Gorum. I mean, he's certainly a lesser god, even as far as the gods go. <laughs> yeah. uh, the, um... From, from Tristan's massively heretical point of view, anyway. He's, um... <coughs> there were plenty of the... There were plenty in the Raiders that followed Gorham. He's not my... He's not my sort, but, um... He's, um... Straightforward enough, I'll grant you, but, um... I don't think we should go into this thinking it'll be easy. But for for us, it's simply a matter of acquiring the sword. I mean, we presumably don't want a Mike the Twiceborn back again. Nay, no, I Whereas think... Whereas Goody is talking about pulling his soul back from whatever cusp it sits on in Phrasma's realm. I unfortunately, it does mean um, I wouldn't be so worried about... I, I don't think the trail will be easy, but I wouldn't be so worried about it if we'd got there before her. The main thing I'm concerned with is that we may be somewhat tired after the trial, and um, if she's at the end of it, we'll be fighting her um, after doing all that. On the other hand, it's always possible that would be cheating, at which point old Zorak might knock it off. Certainly, from the sounds of things, it's it's a living, active guardian who can use his own judgment of whatever rules are to be followed. Well, I think we'd best um, heed what he says, then whatever Niska wants to pull. Well, I suppose if he's been there all that time, living might not be the case. No. Oh, well, I think that's all we can... Um, I think that's all we can garner from the cliff face. But, well done. That's a lot, that's a lot of information to draw from Blackstone. Although, I'm sorry about the uh, injuries. I didn't really think that the um, Bloom and Stone Tail would be that dangerous. Oh, no, no. It's it's not... Not not Nerissa's fault at all. I mean, she couldn't possibly have known that no, she no. would be running into something like this. This is Gorham trying to pit his will against her power. I, I think he's intimidated by a strong woman. Could be, but um, no, I didn't think it was that. I just figured it would be normally a safe spell. I imagine it would be if we weren't doing it on this kind of stone. We'll try it on something a bit less, uh, a bit less protected next time, maybe. Oh well, let's hop off and go get some rest. We want to be, um, we want to be well rested before um, we try this. It's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot of spells for you to cast in a short period of time. In any case, it was worth doing. The stone enjoyed it. I don't think anyone's told it a story in quite some time. <laughs> Nay, I'd imagine not. Imagine mostly it just gets struck with big pointy iron sticks. Yeah. Well, it is it is, it is stone, lad. I, I doubt it's um it's um wounded by him. So yes, um, that should give you plentifully sufficient information. I think that was all relatively yep. clear. Um, 
So opening this should not majorly be a problem for you. Yeah. You may get hurt along the way or whatever, but yeah. getting in shouldn't be that hard because the rituals are not complicated once you know what you're doing. Yeah. Um, once you go in, apparently if you leave, bad things. Yeah, which is fair. Um, and illusions and fog confuse your fate for whatever that's worth to you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, um... I'm going to get you to redo the to reread these yeah, two no before I um pack for the trial grounds. But no at the problem. moment, I'm just obtaining them because you know it's much easier for Tristram to do Legend Lord while he's standing here. And given I wanted him to read the side of the cliff anyway, because at this point, I if I decide that the person I want for the job is Michaela, I've already benefited from all Tristram's divinationy wisdoms. I love that a lot. Gorham's lust and Garon's flame, the sword will bring him back again. Pass the trials and live the lie. A mag twice born will never die. Yeah, that's creepy. So I'm a bit worried that, you know, my plan in doing this trial is to subvert Gorham's purpose and fuck up the sword. I mean, I don't care so much about crossing Gorham, but um, the, the trial grounds seem kind of badass and I don't want to be cheating them. Not that it's technically cheating to do them and get the sword, but... Yeah, on the other hand, you're not acting against an unconscious presence here. It's not just a string of preset spells that we yeah. go off. There's apparently a guy that actually runs the trial ground, as it were. Yeah. It sounds awesome. Kaelin approves. <coughs> okay. So. Rating... Stealing girls from barbarians. Rescuing girls from barbarians, thank you. We're noble heroes. Practically, literally. And yes, so we get a nice night's rest. Yeah. And then um, we'll again wait till the middle of the night for, um, you know, girl rescue, it being a... um... Yep. So again, you sneak up on the camp with no real problem. Yep. And Tristan starts casting like a monkey. Yeah, because I think we'll, we'll probably have him conjure the phantom steeds before we even get out there, so, you, you, you know, before we, yeah, well, before it's, we sneak up. It's going to take him 40 minutes to conjure four phantom steeds. So there's no reason he can't do that first before we go to the, yeah. given the duration on them. So, he'll keep his fourth middle slot. Right, uh, given what he's going into here... What are you planning? What, what's your follow-on? He says, what's the follow-on? Where are we planning to go with them? I can make some of the Phantom Steeds last for 24 hours instead of, to- instead of ele- uh, nearly 24 hours instead of just 11, but that may not be necessary. Um, we want to head back to Alex's Rest with the girls, but I would imagine once we cross our borders, we'll yeah. probably be relatively safe. Trivial. Okay, so you won't bother extending any of the Phantom Steeds, which he usually does because you have them out overnight but yeah. at this point. So, Phantom Steed, Phantom Steed, Phantom Steed, extended Cat's Grace, uh, extended Expeditious Retreat on himself. Sweet. In case he, you know, ends up off the horse, because he yep. can't cast it on you, Expeditious Retreat self only. Yeah. Uh, and... We'll keep the other things in his pants. Hmm, actually, I wonder if that works. So, Kalen is going to be going in in his light armor, not his plate, FYI, because yep. it will make his sneaking substantively better. Yep. 
and it will make him faster, which is not an irrelevant point. Lord, no magic. Hmm. I would presume that you can use meta magic rods on scrolls, so. I get about that. Extended invisibility sphere. Extended invisibility sphere. Sweet. So, your invisibility spheres will now last 22 minutes. Sweet. So that or should... until you voluntarily dispel them by attacking things. Or yeah, so that should give us quite a bit of... Um, it also means the horses can just stand there and be invisible because we're not going to have people at... Uh, no, because it's a spear, you break for one, you break for all. Ah, uh, right, okay. Even though it's three separate spells? Uh, well, what he's casting it on is he's casting one on himself and one on you. Yeah. And both of you are leading two horses through. Ah, right, yes, of course, because so, there's only two spheres. Yep, so as soon as he, one of us yeah, attacks... specifically, him. you're invisible and yeah. all the stuff ten foot around you, and he's invisible and all the stuff, the stuff ten, ten foot, foot around, around him. him. But you need two of them because you've got a bunch of ten foot horses. Yeah. so if Kaelin attacks things, he and his horses become visible. Correct. If Tristram attacks things, he and, he his, and his horses, horses become visible. visible. Yep, so Tristram and his two horses might be able to stay stealthy. Kaelin's horses are pretty much destined for reveal. Yep. Although it depends on how we do this. Okay, so Tristram summons his horses. Yep. We feed the horses, we sneak up to the area of the campsite. Yep. We feed, but not quite over the hill. We feed ourselves and the horses potions of elixirs of sneaking. Yep. So everyone is sneaky for an hour. The horses stare at you with their blank, magically deadened eyes. Yep. But we can feed them a potion, yes. Yes, yes yep. it just, it doesn't like a natural horse, you'd expect once you put something in its mouth and tilt its head back and pinch its nostrils a bit, it would either start trying to spit it out or swallow it. Um, this thing, on the other hand, it's much more like operating with a puppet. You put it in, you close its mouth, and it just holds it there, and then you tilt its chin up, and the gravity does the work. And the horse doesn't protest in any way, shape, or form. Tristan thinks this is great, because he's oh, thank goodness they're not going to wick and complain like regular horses. And you're just like... It's still creepy, but on the other hand, they're much faster than regular horses, and that's what we need right now. Okay, magic invisible horses. Yep, magic invisible horses indeed. <laughs> Rock on! Okay, so straight straight into the... Sneaky, 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 sneaky. Okay, so first of all, I will get you to roll me a... Move silently check. I'll do one for you, one for Tristan, and one for the horses as a group check. Yep. Horses pass. You're adding 10 to this, remember? Yep. Tristan passes, and this is a set DC rather than anything else. So, uh, 22. Yep. You're fine. I didn't roll particularly well, but I have magically bonused myself up the wazoo. Yep. So as you move through, it will again strike Kaelin how relatively well-disciplined this barbarian army is. Um, There is definitely a lot of noise in this camp of people, you know, working out, clanging swords, forging weapons, training, doing this, that, and the other thing. But it's not just chaos. You don't have just have this massive noise. It's all noise of, of a purpose. Um, hold on. I think I may... Um, the, the buff bonus that I get from the potion will be the same as the buff bonus I get from my boots. So that would actually be a 17, not a 22. Yep. 
because it's five less. Yep, which will still pass the fifteen. Year old so wait, that, that's fine. I'm just I just wanted to check because yep. I'm I'm trying not to you know cheat by double buffing my competence bonus. We appreciate your your vaunted lack of cheating. <laughs> so yes, very disciplined barbarian camp. Much less raucous than your average barbarian camp. Okay, uh, when you arrive there, uh, can you and Tristan both give me spot checks as you wander through the camp? <laughs> 18. Well, you're actually both going to see them. Well, come on. Uh, so, these women have been uh, set away somewhat from the camp. It looks like in fact, as you get closer and you're no longer looking at this and you can smell it, it looks like this is more of the area where uh, what you would call the excess waste of the army goes. It's around, they've been stuck out around sort of the latrines, around the washing areas, that sort of thing. So you haven't got a huge mass of soldiers sitting over here. You've got these guards on the, on the hostages and a couple of people wandering back and forward periodically as they do. But this area A smells. It's not gone awful by any stretch of imagination. It's just not pleasant. Um, and B is slightly undermanned. Um, however, as you look around, you find that again, it's a little cleverer than you might think. Clearly, again, whoever's running this army actually thinks pretty well on their feet. Because what you have are, there are three of these Tiger Lord barbarians watching the, um, watching the woman in the cages. Two of them are sitting on basic wooden chairs, um, looking away from the cages, and one of them is standing with his back to you, looking at the cages. And then as you look around, sort of in the various little, in the various little trees and scrub that they've built this up around, you can see there are two more of them actually hiding and keeping watch on the broader area. They're not doing a spectacular job hiding, but they are hiding. Nice. So there are five people here total. Right, yep. Who are on alert and on guard for this, basically. So how many can Tristram fascinate? Uh, Tristram can fascinate... uh, Four, seven, ten, three of them. Right. However, uh, because you beat that... Yep, Uh, you get the raise on your spot check with your five... So you'll be able to spot the the three guards on there. However, are not necessarily watching the two guys who are hiding because right. that would somewhat give them away. So you can hit them separately. Yeah. All right. So in goes Team Tristan. You sneak around to the back of one of the two hiding guards. Yeah. Uh, and. So Caelan is actually going to be by the by the watching guards on the basis that if Trish, if the guy fa- the yeah, fails his will save and he starts shouting alert alert, Caelan's first strike is going to be next to one of the three guys he's out in the open. Yeah, you you can in fact you know move between the cage and them if you're yeah. so inclined. I yeah, assume but, 
you're not going to start hacking the cage up with your adamantine greatsword because they're, they're probably going to notice that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't actually break your invisibility, but, but they're going to notice the cage. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to do that until Tristram's got them all suggested or fascinated or until his plan goes south, but I want to be and standing where I can start stabbing if it does go south. Are you attempting to do anything with the woman in any way at uh, this stage? No. Okay. I, want to, I want to endeavor to... Um, I realize that means they won't be warned, but one, one thing at a time. We'll see if Tristram... Can get rid of, can suggest one of them it's time for a snack okay. break or something. So, Tristan goes out and quietly begins to speak uh, in Giant, which is the Tiger Lord tongue. Uh, you guess the vast majority of these guys probably speak Taldane, they've been yeah. pretty heavily integrated. Yeah. As in, the River Kingdom has more or less overwhelmed them. Yeah, yeah. So, by necessity, most of them don't, most of them would speak their natural tongue, which is giant, and then their own tongue, their, then Taldane as well. So. Yeah. Uh, so, Tristan makes a perform check on the first one, which then becomes the difficulty of his will save. Oh, oh, I see how this is supposed to work now. Oh dear, sir. And then, you do not really hear any of this, but Tristan is speaking in, in giant tongue and the guard's eyes just sort of glaze over slightly. And he sort of looks quite distant and then the little subtitles come up and Tristan... Tristan. The, the audience sees. Yeah, the, the, audience, the audience sees. Our Lord Armagh, Chief, Chief Armagh has many enemies. It would, be, it would be wise to watch the south flank for them. For midnight would be a fine time for an attack. I suggest you move to the south flank and keep an eye out. And he mm, gets up and wanders off. Sweet! Because, oh god, can, can they not make this fascinate check? <laughs> well, it, it's, their will save starts at 15, which is Tristan's perform check, plus whatever he then rolls on the d20. Wow, and Fascinate can, can, you can convince them to do things? Uh, that's suggestion. Uh, As a bard of sixth level, he can make suggestions to any creature he has already fascinated without oh, breaking his fascination. Oh sweet, I did not know that. Uh, they get a second, they get a second save which is less crap, and yes. less overwhelming against that. Yeah. But he pulled it off. Yes. Sweet. Alright. Well, that's one down. Okay, it goes to the next one. Yep. Nope, come. Well, in that 20 the will save, it does not. He does not. Go, team Tiger Lord Barbarians, with your awesome will save. Uh, he makes the same suggestion again. Yeah. You know, I suggest you go to the northern phase, the yeah. northern part of the camp. Because there might be midnight enemies. Yeah. And off he goes. Sweet. And then because none of this de-invisibles Tristan, yeah. um, <coughs> he then comes back and you will now pretty clearly hear his voice speaking out. Um, as he says, again in the giant tongue, he begins fascinating them and the three guards start to look glazed, I imagine. With a two on his roll? Yes, yes they do. <laughs> It's only a 17 will save, and they fail it. And 
then you hit your first problem because as he starts doing this, you hear from the cage, ah, ah, it's a ghost. Ah! Oh crap! <laughs> they're not screaming hysterically at the top of yep. their lungs or anything, but they're panicking. Yep. Because they're idiots. Yeah. Not to, to find a point on it. Yes, I concur entirely. Okay. Um. At this point, Kaelin stands for because Tristan has to keep performing, doing yeah. perform oratories. He can't interfere in this. Yeah. So, but you hear in the tone, Kaelin, shut them the fuck up." Yeah. So Kaelin is going to um, Kaelin is going to move up to the cage. Yeah. And um, ladies, quiet. Please, I'm not a ghost. I'm, we're not ghosts. We're just invisible. We're here to rescue you. If you keep it down, we can get you out of this cage. Uh, can you give me uh, your pick of... Uh, no, they're really dumb. Uh, intimidate. Yeah. You need to shut them up now. now. Okay, and that is an 18 on the intimidate check. Yep. Fortunately, they're also super wussy. Yeah. So... Uh, you hear Sibylin, oh, rescue, he sounds fierce, oh, don't hurt us, he's not going to hurt us, he's going to rescue us, you hear from, you hear from the one that you are pretty confident is Tamaray. Yeah, well um, I think he's going to be less dumb than the others. Yeah, yeah, none of these girls look like they're exactly the high brains of the world. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they do indeed, they, they quieten right down to muttered little, oh, uh, and can Caitlin actually give me a listen check? Yeah, difficulty of two. Uh, yep, I make that. Okay, you hear they all they stop shrieking yeah. and and worrying aloud, and they all drop their voices. And you hear this little conversation. You know, what if it's really a ghost? Look, he said that, he said that he's here to rescue us. That's what a ghost would say <laughs> if he wanted to eat us. It's not a ghost, you silly fools. It's a prince or something like that. I bet he's really handsome. He sounds really handsome. I don't know, he sounds kind of gruff to me. Like, you know, really barbarian-y. You don't think he's one of those tiger little barbarians? You know. What if he's an orc? <laughs> and the conversation continues along this way. Yeah. They debate whether you're a handsome prince coming to rescue them with cunning or not. Yeah. And continue it to, you know, a handsome prince would have charged in on his white horse and slain them all with his golden sword. Yeah. Apparently all thousand men, because yeah. when, you're, when you're a teenage girl, you don't have to be practical about such things. Yeah. All right. Yeah, keep keep in mind these are the younger sisters. Yeah. So the oldest of them is about seventeen. Yeah. And the youngest one is about thirteen. And they're all paired with young noble women. Yep. <laughs> all right. So Kaelin will. Um, all right. Okay. Good. Thanks for being quiet. I'm going to cut the bar. I'm going to cut this. I've got a really sharp sword here, and I'm going to cut the bars as as my um. My friend over there is distracting the guards, so what I'm going to want you to do is just start coming out quietly and quickly. We've got some horses here for you. They, they oh, uh, horses, yeah, okay, we can, you see Tamari at the back sort of face palm slightly, and grabs the one who's leaning at the front of the cage, talking to you, and pulls her away so that you don't stab her when you jam your sword through the bars. Thank you, Les. And uh, Kaelin will cut the, will endeavour to cut the lock. Yep. At which point, I don't know if that qualifies as an attack in D-Invisibles. Uh, no, it does not. Sweet. Um, it is measured by basically the hostile intent of the, the hostile intent of your action. Yeah. You can get away with a lot of interesting things, but 
I guess theoretically you need to make an attack roll to hit the bars, but no. Sweet. No, I, I just wanted to check because I know uh, that that's an attack roll. So the amount of time this takes is mostly irrelevant because the three guards are, that are still here are fascinated. Yeah. And will just pay attention to Tristan as long as he keeps talking. Yeah. Um, oh, I really want to know, is Tristan lecturing them about some kind of, um, you know... Because uh, 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 he's got a ca- he's got a literally captive audience here. Is he lit- lit- lecturing them about something fascinating people usually don't pay enough attention to him about? Uh, when you go into the DVD extra features, yeah, yeah. Um, you discover that he is le- he, he is not lecturing them. He is telling them a tale of an a- of the ancient tiger lord barbarian heroes and that sort of thing. But boy, does this story have, seem to have a lot of fay in it. Yeah, like you don't, you know, most tellings of this story don't emphasize this guy's pixie companion yeah. and how much smarter the pixie was than the barbarian. Yeah. And, you know how it was really the heroic pixie that saved all the debt, that saved the day and the kingdom and things. Excellent. It being Tristram, I, uh, having written a story for Tristram, I like to think it also has the odd digression into you know. Um, Politics of the day, history of the distant yeah. past, and you know the the, the story with all yeah, the, yeah. Uh, it's the it's the Victor Hugo novel of the yeah. former oratory checks with pointless digressions. <laughs> yeah, well, he did roll quite poorly. Pointless heretical discussions. Yeah, it, he did roll quite poorly. So presumably, it's still fascinating despite the audience. <laughs> well, it's it's literally supernaturally fascinating. Yeah. Whether they want to listen to him or not, they are obliged to pay attention to him. Yeah. Uh, so, as opposed to dwelling on vexed questions, is why an invisible guy is telling them stories in the first place. Uh, they do not see you drawing a weapon, so they do not care what you're doing with that. Uh, the only thing you do need to make me now is another move silently check, because this is going to take you a round or two to cut through all these bars. These guys are not going to react if you start marching up a brass band, but, but there are theoretically other people wandering by. And you still apply your sneaky sneaky bonus to that. Yep, so that is um, 26. Because I rolled poorly the last time, I can do better. You are not endeavouring to slash through this with power and force, because A, you've got time and don't need to. Yeah. B, these idiot girls, there's there's the slim possibility one of them will come running forward to hug you and stab herself on an adamantine greatsword. Well, it is invisible. You know, I'm I'm confident none of them would jump on a visible sword. (laughs) Yeah. In the case of the 13-year-old, you're not super confident. Yeah. Um, and you, there is just basically a slight pinking of metal as you apply gentle force and part the bars one by one with the adamantine. So it's pink, 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 pink. Take the chunk you have cut out of the cage. Yeah. No problem. Sweet. Alright, so Tristram is doing a great job over there. Yeah. So while he's doing that, Kaelin is going to get, endeavour to get the first collection of girls onto my horses. Yeah. Which is obviously going to be tricky because an invisible guy wants to put them on horses they can't see, yep. but I'd still like the invisibility. Incidentally, um, if this is not clear, the reason that he hasn't given them, given the other guards his fascinating suggestions is because if they make the will saves, then they break the effects because yeah. they go, hang on, why is this guy telling us to do things? Yeah. So it's needlessly risky because you don't yeah. need to do it at this point. So yeah, you tell the girls to get on the horses. Yep, yeah, I, I, I will provide them with directions as to where the horses are and stuff. Uh, as soon as they come near you... Oh, sweet, they enter my... They can see the horses. Excellent. Because they become invisible as well. Sweet. 
Alright, so we'll get the, um, so we've got, uh, we'll get four girls up on the two horses that Kaelin's got. Yep. And then I'll take, t- um, and that just leaves Tamari, me, and Tristram for the other two ho- horses. Yep. Because we'll take Tamari with us, because she's the most competent one. Uh, no, no, she wants to be leading. Oh, no, she, no, she no sorry, will, I'll she take, will, I'll take the She 13. will, in fact, push the 13-year-old yeah, horses. Yeah. yeah, take Anja. Because she actually, you know, can sort of ride a horse and thus wants to lead one of the other ones. Yeah, sweet ass. All right, yeah, no. All right, come with me, then, lass. Um, and I will look over at Tamara and just say, um, your sister and your father are all right and worried about you. She looks like she has a lot she wants to say about this, yeah. but just nods and gets on the horse. Yeah. And you hear from one of the you hear from one of the fifteen year olds. He's not very, he's not all that handsome. Yeah, but look at the other guy. This is clearly just his horse, this is clearly just his horse boy. <laughs> yeah, well I didn't want to give, I deliberately haven't identified myself because it seemed like a bad time to yeah. have the, you know, I don't really eat babies despite what you may have been told by your parents. Yeah, yeah. Tristan on the other hand is now with his super plus four cloak trucking around on 17 charisma. Yeah. And looks like the epitome of an elven prince come to rescue them. There's yeah. long flowing blonde hair and all this kind of thing. Alright, so um. He's literally got Sid and Steve. Yeah. So, Kaelin will get the girl up on the horse, the 13-year-old up on the horse that Tristram is going to get on. Yep. And then say quietly to Tristram, who presumably carries on talking, Alright, we've got them on the, we've got them on the mounts, um. Thumbs up, give them to you. Um. You, um. Drop their feet, get on the horse, lead the girls out, and I'll, I'll cover, I'll cover, I'll be on a horse by myself and cover our ears. Watches you get on your horse. Yeah. And then, you know, the subtitle, subtitles come up. And that's why you should never, ever, ever trust your filthy heathen gods. <laughs> and then Tristan jumps on the horse and ride Munslinger. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we book like And the guards turn around and complete and utter confusion reigns because the Fascinate, I believe... I'll actually just double check that so I don't use Fascinate enough to actually know. We, got, we used Fascinate you first did. time ever. The first time I've ever seen a character use Fascinate. And it, once you're high enough level, it's not completely useless because that was an excellent guard distraction. Bruno and I were just going to hit them all on the head. It's the fact that it doesn't work in combat that yeah. that's what makes it completely flawed and useless. Alright, so. Yeah, last 11 rounds, which would be more than long enough for all this monkey showing. Okay, so as soon as he stops doing it, they stop being fascinated. Yeah. So you will see the guards look round, blink confused at what's going on here. They don't see anyone riding off because the invisibility has still not broken. Yeah. They don't hear anyone riding off because you are still too quiet. Yeah. Because it's the same move, slightly check riding across. Uh, the last thing you can give me is a knowledge engineering check to see how subtly you have disguised the fact that you've broken the cage. Oh, that might the fact the girls are no longer in it. But I can slide but you can the bars put the thing back. back. Again. <laughs> uh, that is a 21. They will oppose this with this spot to see if they can see anything wrong with it. I'm sure someone will find the hole they made in the cage sooner or later. Well, yeah, the thing is, yeah. they're going to spot pretty quickly the girls are gone, yeah. but that doesn't automatically conflate with somebody yeah. came in, cut a hole in the side of the cage, because yeah. much more likely is somebody 
what, teleported them out? Yeah. I mean, the cage has not been unlocked yeah. or opened in any way. Yeah. And so they stare in blank confusion and you guys sprint off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Silent horses of magic powers. Then you see two or three more rounds where they go up to the cage, they look at it, they talk to each other in, in the Tiger Lord tongue. Of, you know, what the hell? They were here a moment ago. What is this? You know, rah, rah, rah. They, they check the cage. One of them grabs uh, grabs the point, sort of the hilt of his hilt of his axe and pokes it through the cage, trying to poke any girls that are hiding in there. Nothing happens, obviously. You know, then they get the key out and open it. As they swing it open, the whole thing comes off in their hands. And then it's, it's literally a good minute after you've bolted and are well on the outskirts of the camp that you start to hear the very slightest start of a ruckus of alarm, alarm, someone's, you know, the prisoners are gone, alarm, alarm. (laughs) And the camp starts moving in no way, shape, or form fast enough to actually stop you. Yeah. You have left the entire camp before Pursuit is even remotely aware that you're there, let alone organized. Yeah. And you're gone. Yeah. By the time they get organized, they're going to have no way of knowing where the fuck you've gone in the first place. Sweet. And we ride our invisible horses into the night. The stealthiest rescue ever. Yep. <laughs> well, I kicked, we kicked that challenge's ass. Go team Bard. It's amazing what you can do with 19 spells. <laughs> yes, admittedly I did blow 2,000 GP on that one, but hey, I had it to blow. Yes, you have quite successfully rescued all the girls. <laughs> who are thrilled to bits and cooing over Tristan. Yeah. And it is after you have been riding along for a good hour that Tamari will sort of steer her horse over towards you slightly. Uh, she looks like she has kind of an awkward riding seat, like something that she's done as a hobby but never shown any real interest in. Uh, and all the other four look like they have never been on a horse in their lives, outside, yeah. of, it, outside of the one that's pulling the carriage. Yeah. Or possibly a very pretty pink pony yeah. that sits somnolently drunk to the eyeballs <laughs> with horse tranquilizers. Um, like the very end thing. But the phantom horses drive themselves. So yeah. It, it, you know, you can, you can ride them if you so choose, but yeah. you don't need to. Yeah. <coughs> And Tamari will sort of ride her horse slightly awkwardly over to yours. Uh, ooh, smart girl, smart. Uh, looks at you, lowers her voice slightly, and she says, Where to next, Your Majesty? Uh, How many half orcs can they be walking around in that armor? Yeah, yeah. Admittedly, I'm actually not wearing my plate, but it is... True. But, you know, how many half-orcs with brothers who wear... With, who track around with really pretty guys who are wearing a tire fortune and jewels on their backs? Well, also, you are... And, a, and I am clanking with weapons. You are a weapon. prominent personage in your own right. Yeah. It's entirely possible that she's seen you at some diplomatic event or another. Uh, yeah. Uh, plan was back to Elk's Rest for now. Uh, we'll smuggle you all into... Um, the other plan was to smuggle you all into Fort Draylef later, but we want to do it on the QT so the Tiger Lords don't come looking for you again. Um, Cassandra um, got out a few months back and sent and gave us warning that the um, invasion was coming. She's all right. Aye, she's in Elk's Rest. Worried about you, but she's uh, she's fine. What about my father? Draylef. 
King Drayliff placed him under arrest. Aye, he's been in, he was in he was in jail for a few months, but um, we snuck in, we snuck into Fort Drayliff and broke him out. He's uh, in the city hiding out, working on um, rebelling. Thank you, Aristotle, for that. My, my sister really made it out okay. Oh, she um, there's some um, local folk who are um, resisting Drayliff. She had um, she had one of their help. I know she has funny friends on the street. I just wouldn't have thought that I'd have actually been able to help her. Surprisingly oh. useful in a tight corner, some folk can be. I suppose. I'm um, sort of counting on you to... Um, I'm in the... Um, even this lot will have to notice which direction we're riding in sooner or later. I'm sort of counting on you to try and calm the others down if you can. I understand um, my reputation in Fort Drayliff isn't what you call good. On the other hand, you did just very heroically and chivalrously and dashingly swoop in and save us from a fate worse than death. Ah, yes, I suppose if you put it like that. Well, I mean, it was deeply uncomfortable there. We weren't allowed to go... Uh, we weren't allowed to exit the cage, even when we... She, you know, flushes slightly. And, and, and they served us some sort of thing. It, it was black and and came in a white stew and she describes what sounds to you like actually a perfectly palatable you know soldier's slop kind yeah. of thing you know it's not it's it's not gruel it's actually it's essentially you know well flavored gruel with yeah. meat chunks in it and that sort of thing perfectly good trail meals yeah. those <laughs> like it was torture it was torture she said <laughs> As, and, yeah, this is the fate worse than death that they've suffered. Yeah. They've been put in an uncomfortable cage. Yeah. Well, uh, Oak's wrist um, will be hopefully a bit more like what you're all accustomed to. We'll need to um, be a bit qu- we'll need to be a bit sneaky about getting you into Fort Drayliff, but um, hopefully um, your father can reunite the rest of these girls with their families in time. Uh, the, the girls will work out what's going on sooner or later. Well, except Sophia, but um, I, I'm sure they'll understand. I'm sure they'll understand that we're in a better place. Well, we'll have a chat to them when we um, we'll want to stop in a, we'll want to stop in a few hours and um, give re- everyone a chance to um, tidy themselves up. And it won't take us too long to um, cross the border at this rate. These um, magic things may be a bit funny compared to a real horse, but they can move like nobody's business. Yes, yes. I suppose if we're going to Elk's Rest, we need to. We definitely need to stop and tidy up. Um, our, our dresses are unsu- totally unsuitable. Yeah. I, I have to say we don't carry noble woman's uh, outfits it's upon us, but we can all fr- we can stop at a stream likewise and oh. give you a chance to freshen up. I, I thought you were like the the tales I hear are that you're some sort of monster slaying adventurer king. Don't you have a magic bag that's full of everything? Aye, but it's it's full of, you know, useful stuff. Weapons, mostly. Well, there's a few other things, but the, the, you need a lot of weapons. And there's a tenth and the like, but, you know... It, I don't carry around a lot of dresses that not being the sort of thing that I'm going to need on the road. Oh, perhaps you... I do have soap. Well, that would be delightful. <laughs> perhaps you're unaware that a, lady's, that a proper lady's dress is a weapon. <laughs> I hope you're not the first I've heard it said before. And you can actually give me a quick motive check here. 
26. Okay. Not sneaking in the camp. No, no, um, picking up on Chamari Salties. That's when I roll the 20. So she is trying to keep her composure and even in the middle of this comport herself as a proper noble girl should, um, you know, when meeting a foreign dignitary style of thing. Um, literally, the thing she's most worried about here is that their dresses are too dirty to be presented properly in Elk's Rest and they're going to make the wrong impression. Yeah. Secondly, she's flirting with you lightly, not out of any really deep, sincere interest, more just ingrained habit. Yeah. You know, you're an eligible man of yay class. Yeah. She's she's by no strict imagination throwing herself at you. She's just being, you know, pretty and charming and blah, yeah. blah, blah. Um... I'm definitely thinking of the um, the thing from the sharing knife where Dad uh, says, "Why are all these uh, these pretty young women throwing themselves at my uh, at my uh, me now? Where were they twenty years ago when I could have really used them?" <laughs> and what she isn't telling you, which is why they consider it a fate worse than death, is because you know they had to pee in the in the hole in the corner of their cage. Yeah, no, I got that. <laughs> Yes, but, like, she she puts that on par with being jabbed with red-hot irons. Yeah. You know, based Pro- on her probably, life experience. Uh, probably because no one did jab them with yes. red-hot irons. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, now she thinks that she understands what it's like to, you know, live in the worst... She understands what it's like to be in the worst prison of all. Yeah. You know, <laughs> hopes her father hasn't had to suffer through these hardships. <laughs> He's been in a lot worse of a prison. <laughs> and even his one wasn't, you know, that, that, No, no. <laughs> okay. So you ride the five hostages to safety. Yes, so um we will I think um it's a it's a concern that matters to them. Um if they we can arrange that they can have a stop in at Thorn Manor and get themselves freshened up before they actually come to the castle, if that's going to make them it's feel better. It's a concern that matters hugely to them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and of course, because Thorn Manor is where Cassandra is, yeah. the two sisters hug each other, and, and you know, and, and you won't believe what they matter to. It's all right, says Cassandra. I've, I've got everything under control. I'm ready for this. I have hot tea, dresses, hairbrushes. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. <laughs> Uh, you will also not fail to observe um, that um, at some point when you, when you stop and let them go off behind, you know, to the river and brush themselves down with soap and comb themselves a bit and that sort of thing, uh, Tristan carries more amenities than you do in the yep. use of hairbrushes and mirrors and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I just thought of that. Kaelin doesn't have a mirror. Kaelin's not much for primping, and he's not super keen on his own reflection. Uh, Tristan explicitly carries a mirror. <laughs> uh, and you will quite definitely notice that when people load back onto the horses, uh, the one that was behind Tamari, which apparently is the Sophilia, has managed to relocate herself behind Tristan, yeah. where she clings tightly to him and, you know, thanks him profusely for being the handsome prince of her dreams that swooped in and saved her and rah, 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 yeah, rah, 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 We've been out here a long time and we've finally found the audience. Tristan was apparently wearing this noble outfit everywhere he goes for. Yeah, she's, she's like 15, maybe. Yeah, because, you know, he's been wearing this because it's going to make a good first impression on people, and it has. This is exactly what a prince in a storybook would wear to rescue a lady, even though it's totally impractical for all activities. Yes. You have your hostages saved. Yay. 
And yes, um, at that point, yep. I'm going to see what happens and keep scouts out on the lookout and see what happens in terms of do the Tiger Lord barbarians in any way activate and start marching for the border. Uh, no, they do not. Excellent. Um, in fact, they don't move, period. The camp musters and presumably sends out several scout parties out. Yeah. But the army itself don't go nowhere. Sweet. It's almost like all their cabadas are stuck in a cave somewhere and don't know what's happened. Well, the thing is, the army doesn't know what's happened either. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the cage just kind of, the, the side fell off and all the girls are gone. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> they never saw I, anyone do anything. Yeah. I kicked that, I kicked that challenge, Tristram and I kicked that challenge as us. You know, the, the two guards that have gone off are going to come back and explain that for some reason that they can't quite justify yeah. They thought it was a good idea to go do other things. Yeah. So, um, Kaelin will, um, you know, while the girls are off primping, will, um, uh, uh, several hours. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll lean over, while they're on the road, we'll uh, lean over Tristram and say, You know, Tristram, all those weird abilities that got you in trouble when you were a kid, I think we've just seen what they're for. Bloody hell, that was smooth. (laughs) Well done. (laughs) They didn't know what was hitting them coming or going. And I will make a diplomacy check, because that was awesome. (laughs) Uh. Yes. Use my only open slot with Tristram. He looks kind of surprised. Yes, I I suppose it does all rather come together. I I never quite realised I had all that in me. Aye, it's... um... It's amazing what you can do with... Four magical water-walking horses and the ability to conceal everyone from sight. And command people what to do. You know, you know what I really credit it to? It's about being able to overhaul them. Making a proper impression, you know. And I admit, you know, when we're out in the swamps, these, these clothes may look a little ridiculous. But I think Gorham himself would be moved by them. Yeah. I intend to wear them again if we go back to challenge the wall. I... <laughs> I figured. <laughs> but it's it certainly impressed the young ladies anyway. And the um the the magic flying the, the magic gum the magic running horses ought to impress anybody, particularly when they're invisible. Does that bring you to a um success with him? It does not. It takes him to twenty three. So um I am merely I am merely accruing a point because I want I like to give them kudos I like to give the um NPC's kudos when they filled out something pretty spectacular, and that was spectacular by anyone's metric. And except for helping come up with the plan and um, slicing the vase off the cage, it really wasn't very much. Caelan, it was all Tristram. Uh, but he needed someone to do the brute manly cutting. Yeah. <laughs> and boy, is he not the kind of guy that would be carrying an adamantine anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yes, girl rescuing for the win. Okay. Uh, and yeah, the the next mission, and that's basically that month's accomplishment. Yeah. Um, at this point, um, we um head back to Elk's Rest and um, pretty much um, I think cool, yeah, cool. Uh, having made two trips out, I'm probably not going to make a third one. Yep. Um, what we will do is um, actually there is a ton of month left. 
We could actually sneak into Draylin and return them now. That would be yep. a cool code of the story. Yes. Yeah, no. That... Be happy to do that now. Yep, sweet. So, no, the um, what we'll do is let the girls have a couple of days to recover, and then go see the go see Tamari as their head, and yep. ask if she thinks they're up to, you know, sneaking into a place in disguise. Yeah, yeah. no, no. You'll go see Cassandra as their head. Ah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it. T- Tamari is definitely the smart one of the five of them, but Cassandra is the smart one of the six of them. Yeah, sweet ass. And the other thing is, Tamari can, if she, I figured Tyrion would like to see her, but he's probably okay to know she's okay. If she wants to stay here with Cassandra instead, she's welcome to. Yeah, you you certainly don't need to return her because presumably other nobles would take Tyrion's word for it that his daughter's safe. Yeah, well, I can bring in. So actually, I will sit down with Cassandra and Tamari and talk to them about what and, and the other girls. I think seeing we are deciding their fates yep. and talk to them about what they want to do now because Tyrion doesn't have a house for Cassandra and yep. Tamari to go back to, so there's no real point smuggling them in. Yep, yep. He's, he's living it. I won't go into the brothel thing before I have to, but you know, he's living in disguise in the city. It might be better to just yep. bring in a letter to let him know that you're okay and bring the other girls in. Yeah. So the four idiots want to go home. Yeah. No, no question. Yeah. Um, Tamari actually thinks about it for a moment. You can see the cogs turning. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says, it, it would be lovely to see, it would be lovely to see father again, but, most importantly, he'd want us. To, he'd want us to be safe. Aristotle teaches us that the daughter's place is to love and respect her father's wishes, and he would want us to be here where it's safe. I'll, I'll write him a letter and let him know what's occurred. And she does so. Sorry. Right, that that'll be more of a problem shepherding the girls, but I have faith in me and Michaela. Yeah. I remember Michaela's drill sergeant voice when she was getting those gnomes to cross the river. Yeah. Between the two of us, if the girls start acting up, we can get them back in line. <laughs> Alright, so then we will take Tamari's letter and our four idiot friends and yep. um, head for... Because, um, yeah, you know, not sorry, not sorry not to have those girls off my personal hands. <laughs> and head for Fort Greylev. Okay, well... Michaela explains to them, right, so we're going in in disguise as a Katapeshi merchant, the Katapeshi guards, and the four of you will be, you know, harem, will we'll be harem girls of a sort, and, you know, we have some outfits for you, and they sort of, oh, we can't wear those, you know, it's scandalous, and yet so exciting, because, you know, it's daring, and, da- and Michaela just, you know, fairly effortlessly sells them on the concept of it's okay because you're in disguise, it's not slutty, it's awesome. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, when it comes to that sort of people's skills, Michaela's definitely going to kick my ass. She says, now your job is to titter and flaunt at the guards. Can you do that? Can we? (laughs) I'm not allowed to flaunt. Father says so. Well, for now, for today, you are. (gasps) (laughs) However, because you are now doing something different, Michaela will have to re-disguise her way through. Yep. Mm. Could she fail this? Probably not. Mm-hmm. And if she does, I've got to say I'm hero pointing it. I don't definitely want us to blow these very useful covers and get stopped at the gates. So, because she can't cast enough spells to cover everyone, that is a meager 28 on her disguise. 
And the guards stare blankly at her like slack jawed idiot. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're probably looking, yeah, probably looking at the harem girls. Plus, um, you know, we have because we've been in and out a couple of times. Our covers are getting pretty. Yeah. Because we were already passing as catfishy merchants, so now we're yeah. just totally bringing in some. Um, yeah, but the problem is servant the, girls. The problem is if they spot the girl, yeah, they go, yeah. hang on. Isn't that Sophilia? So yeah, yeah, and the, the disguise fail only works on one, so... Yeah, alright, you, you can bring them into Fort Draley then. Just keep in mind, you know, we keep, keep in mind we don't abide with slavery here. You'll have paperwork for these girls showing that they're all free citizens. Oh, of course. No one shows them. Um, which, uh, apparently, you know, they actually don't want slaves. They're happy to take... Um, you know, Indentured servant girls. Uh, or, no, no, actually, uh, prostitutes who are coming here to ply their trades, yeah. actually. Um, the guards pretty much assuming that they've paid you to bring yeah. them here to set up their careers kind of thing. But they actually, you know, slavery is not one of the things that they practice. Yeah. On the other hand, the, for the first time, instead of stopping off at the end first, we head directly to the Velvet Corner, because we have the best cover for going to the Velvet Corner ever. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, you come in, you tell them that you want the 46 silver special, or whatever yeah. it was, you, uh, and, and the bartender sort of looks at the new talent and looks at you and sort of raises his eyebrows and then just, well, that sounds like Lillian's problem. <laughs> <laughs> and comes in, and she comes into the private meeting room with the now seven of you, six of you, rather, looks at you. So, what is all this, then? I didn't know you were in the business of procuring. Oh. Oh, very good. I'll, I'll send someone for Walterian. And because, you know, she sees that they're in disguise, puts two and two together, yeah. of course. <laughs> and Terrian comes in. He says, yes, you have... Anja, Galeen, Orinda, Sophilia. Good gods, what are you dressed in? And where's Tamari? Uh, she alright? She's fine. She um, sent you this letter, but um, we thought it'd be best to get the girls back to... Get, let you get the girls back to their families, but um, as you've nowhere particularly safe to go in the city, we were thinking um, Tamari could stay with Cassandra for the time. He opens the letter... Scans it fairly quickly, it's reasonably long, gets the, the gist of the important bits and then puts it away for later so we can deal with this business here. And he nods. That's outstanding. How did you take them out from the Arg's forces? Has there been a great battle? Uh, nay, uh, Lord Tristram, um, handled the, like, he's a bard, yeah? The, um, we went in with, um, invisible, invisible phantom steeds and, um, just rode the girls out. I don't think they even really I wasn't expecting us to get all the way through with the invisibility still up, but they didn't see us coming or going. I don't think they know what's happened. Very impressive. Yes, I... This this will be quite a blow, if not against Armagh's forces, certainly against King Draylib's. Uh Your friend, Miss Visky, has some, has some quite impressive contacts throughout the city. I can get them back to their families as long as it's... And, and explain to them the importance of keeping them away from the public eye for a while. 
I don't think you quite realize how much support this is going to turn against King Greylev. What's been preventing the forces from what's what's been preventing the nobles from pushing for forces to attack Armagh's army have been these hostages. Uh, in the absence of that, the nobles could begin to push again for it, or if they were exposed to sufficient truths about what had happened here and why, perhaps move against King Greylev in other ways. Aye, that'd be good. We don't want to start a revolt until we're ready for it, but if people were ready to move... And as he talks, he he literally talks to you like this, with one hand over his eyes, shielding the girls away from him. And then, Miss Fisky, do you have any clothes that a woman would wear? All of my clothes are the woman would wear, believe me. I mean, a proper woman. Ah, well those are no fun at all. (laughs) And he looks at her and she looks back at him. The two of them stare at each, glare at each other for a long moment. Caelan looks like he's got a headache coming on. She says, you're not going to take them through these streets dressed up like pretty noble girls. I'll find them some peasant clothing. I suppose as long as it covers their bodices. (laughs) (laughs) It's alright, Octarian. I can take care of getting them back to their families. No, I should certainly do that. (laughs) and they will start asking for your thoughts and opinions and weigh-ins and things Uh, so both of them think that getting the girls back to their families won't be tremendously difficult they're probably going to do it a little at a time instead of just drag them all out onto the street ten minutes from now Um, either Lillian can take them back or Terrian can take them back depending on um, if you have a preference to push that, or they can settle the argument for themselves. Um, and in terms of what Tyrion has, what Tyrion is saying, is that is going to help you, um, I said there's that mechanism in the background of how well you depose Drelev. Yeah. Uh, that is going to help you depose Drelev. Sweet. Better. Um, on top of that, if either Tyrion or Lyrian, or, or Lillian pushes for it, uh, you could theoretically get um, Fort Drelev's army sent out to attack the Tigerlord barbarians, um, or you could use that support to undermine Drelev's personal defences more. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I'm. What I mean, my thinking is, if the army Fort Drelev's remaining army goes out to try and take the Tigerlord barbarians, but they're going to get <laughs> killed because they're. My impression is very, that what, very likely, yes. but what Drelev has less couldn't really take the Tiger Lords, who are this massive ass army, much bigger than anything Quite correct. I've got. This is an army that lost the first time. Yeah, so. and, and now there's less of them because I beat their other army. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that was in defense of their city, not attacking the Tiger Lord barbarians in the field. Yeah, but it's not like any of the nobles will be going after them. Yeah, yeah. No, I think, um, I, I'm not that keen to send the army out just to get massacred. I mean, if we could do a joint operation, that would be one thing, but doing a joint operation with a nation you're at war with is a slightly fiddly proposition. Yeah. Given that, you know, quite sure where that attack round's been aimed. Yeah. So, um, the, I think the, I, I think at that point I would, while I, while that was one of my ideas, that was before I saw how many Tiger Lords there were. Yeah. Because if they had parity, then I'd be much keener on it, you know, 500 Tiger Lords versus five, Versus 500 
thought Drelev guys like uh, I'm actually not heartbroken if Drelev's army gets a bit creamed. Yeah. But I'm not certain, certain, super keen about sending all those boys up to get totally massacred by the Tiger Lords. It's not really going to advantage me that much. So um, yeah, I think um, undermining Drelev's the ticket. Yep. And um, in terms of getting the girls back, um, if Tyrion, I think. I'm okay for Lillian to do the girl smuggling, but I think Tyrion should do the noble politicking in terms of sort of divide responsibilities. I think Lillian's pretty good at the moving girls quietly through the streets. Yep. Sandra's pretty good precedent for that. Yep. But um, I think Tyrion should do the inter-noble trading. They both argue with, a, with you a bit and then do what you want. So wait, hmm? Okay. All good. Yes. You have... Completed some more bits of Cassandra's side quest. She saved. She saved my city. I feel grateful. Yep. Uh, you have rescued her father from the dungeons of Drelev Keep. You have rescued her sister from the Tiger Lord Barbarians. All you need to do now is remove King Drelev from power and seize control of Fort Drelev, liberating the citizens. That seems like less of a side quest and more of a you know quest quest. <laughs> it's a side quest. It's in here in the side quest box. I suppose the theory is that... Um, it's a Drelev... side quest that you'll be doing on the way to doing the plot. Yeah, well, I suppose also the theory is Drelev is <coughs> not the, um, you know, Armag and... Well, I mean, presumably it's it's less Niska than, than in the book, but Armag and the Church of Girona are kind of more the actual boss. The, oh, I think it's Drelev just... is more of a side boss. Or it's a dual boss story. Yeah, yeah it is kind of a dual boss story. Oh, yeah. So what do you want to do now? Well, at this particular juncture, I think I want to leave it there. Okay, no problem. If you want to know what my future ambitions are... I'm, For drama, yes. Yes, I am thinking about looking into taking seriously endeavouring to do the trial, but I am slightly intimidated by that one. But um, it will either be the trial or... Some more random adventuring in the trial in the following month. I don't want to leave the trial too long, but it is, you know, kind of once you start, you can't stop. Yep. Alrighty. And then... So we will leave that there then as Kaylin goes out, goes to the upper floor of the velvet corner, sort of leans off the balcony, stares out across the desolate and sad city of Fort Drelev, stares off into the hills where somewhere the camera zooms across towards the cliff and we hear the ching of steel ringing off stone. The, the, the future... Uh, yeah. Great challenge and unleash fury. That's it. Huh? All right. Dun-dun-dun. <laughs>